Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast. We can't be the only ones. Yay! Doing whatever I can to stay awake. Okay. I'm Gail. And I am B. Oh. How okay. are you? I'm fine. Just tired. Just tired? Just tired. But I'm other good. than that, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Woohoo! I know, right? Woohoo! So, as we always, always begin, we begin with our moment of gratitude, and I'm not going to save Gail the moment of trying to figure out who's who, because it's me. It's yours, because it's your topic. Yeah. I wrote that down somewhere. So, um... (laughs) So funny. Somewhere. I think it's in a date book somewhere, but I got it written. So, I am (laughs) grateful for... Pay time off, off. Pay time off. It seems so simple to be grateful for that. But I talk to a lot of people in various works of life within the company we work for and other companies. And people really don't take time off. This is true. And it's just like so disheartening to me as a person that's like, oh, I have a headache. I won't be in today to see people like really like work themselves to the bone. So I am for me, I I took Monday off. I was off all last week and then I had a doctor's appointment on Friday in the afternoon. I was like, well, I don't want to go to work in the morning and then go to the doctor's office. So I took the day off then too. And I'm just so grateful to have the time off that I have where it's paid and I get to just do whatever I feel like doing in those moments, whether it's rest, go to a doctor's appointment, you know, take care of some errands, whatever it is. I'm just grateful that I have the ability and I have the willpower to just remove myself from work while being paid to do it. That's good because you're right. A lot of people get vacation time and stack it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, but I, I know why. I used to be one of those because there's work to be done. Let me say and do it all and my boss will love me. They're still going to fire you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might be loving you all the way, but yes, they will. Yeah. Well, I am. I'm kind of in a perplexing gratefulness. Because I'm not, there's so much to be grateful for today. Okay, so you got to pick one. (laughs) I I know, I have like a whole list of things. Ryston's feeling much better. He's like almost back to his normal self. 
um, my ladies of the shield are just all doing so well and caring for each other. And I'm just so blessed to be able to do so many things at the age of 69 that I'm very, very grateful because there are some people who didn't see 69 Mm -hmm. and are 69 and older, but can't leave the house without, you know, some extraneous help. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just I, I'm just I'm I'm very grateful for that that I still maneuver myself and hopefully I have many more years that I can do that. Hopefully, yeah, I'm here for it. More years of good health for you and Ryston and the ladies of the show. I don't know what Ryston's doing right now, but it's really strange. I think he's messing with the stuff on his nose. Okay, I'm gonna need you not to do that on top of the remote, okay? <laughs> All right. We have to touch that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryston had his cameo very early on, as he always does. So, to, this week's topic is my topic, and it's actually therapy homework from like a few weeks ago. That I'm past due on. <laughs> you past well, due Well, there was on other something? things that came up, so it was just... Okay. I didn't even have time to think about it. But I think I'm in a headspace now to go ahead and discuss it. So, my whole thing was to consider vulnerability and trust. Um... And so, because I like a good definition so that we're all aware of what we're talking about, one of the definitions of vulnerability or being vulnerable is being susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. And then trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So, while we're here considering and we know what they mean um i guess we would start with vulnerability and i can answer first if you like or you can answer afterwards and then we can just do the same thing with trust um would you call yourself a vulnerable person and if so with whom and if not why not okay tell me that definition again is that you're susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm so you basically make yourself available to that and what are the questions again (laughs) would you call yourself a vulnerable person i would have to say that if so it it depends i try to be i think i am even without i think i am because I can't, that's the only thing you can explain to some of the things that I have gotten myself involved in. I just opened myself up, you know, maybe too much. Mm-hmm. And then I'm down the rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, it pans out and sometimes it does not at all. And, and most of the time it's relationships. It's relationships more so. With other people or just 
the opposite sex? Um, men most of the time, other people, not so much because unless you're somebody I've really allowed you to come all the way into my world, most of the time I, I have a trap door set. Okay. Because you look like you're not walking right. Whoop, open the trap door. <laughs> so men you find yourself being vulnerable with. Yes. I, because I, I want to feel like, yes, you're saying all the right things. Yeah, they're not. Okay, so we're kind of a, a, a little bit opposite on that end. I would say regarding friendships, I am vulnerable. Like, I, you know, because I'm a, I just talk sometimes and I just say things out my mouth um, that in friendships I can be vulnerable because it's like, hey, we're friends. So you know me, I know you, you know the good things, I know the bad things and we just, that's what we do. So even over the last few weeks with the trying times, I was like crying to certain people and being able to discuss my hurt or whatever the case may be. So that's a very easy thing for me to do within friendships or people that I am not in a relationship with. Now, not like an intimate past, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. Um, but as far as men, I have like begun to like become a bricklayer. <laughs> you probably will always were. I mean, I'm open though. I was thinking about men that I've dated in the past and because some of them I knew and the thing is with the men that I've dated in the past, I've known them before we dated for an, an amount of time. So, so your level of trust is higher. It, yeah. Or the level of vulnerability is a little bit higher because it's like, well, you kind of see me in my element and you know the way I move. So we can skip this step here because you already know me. But now I'm not necessarily dating or quote unquote talking to anybody that is from my past. I'm kind of like tabula rasa when it comes to like. You've done what? Tabula rasa, clean slate. Is that like a foreign word or something? Is I don't, that English? I don't know. If it's, I don't think it's English. It's like tabula rasa. It means clean slate. Let me find out where it comes from. From where? Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, if you can't spell it, Girl. can't say it. T-A-B-A-L-A. <laughs> That's my new motto. If you can't spell Rasa. it, but you do know the definition. Yes, yeah, basically clean slate or blank slate. Tabula rasa? Yeah. I kind of like that. Tabula rasa. It's Locke's philosophy. Okay, so look at Alina's face. Yes. Look at you. See how school always comes to work? Look, I remember that. Um, in John Locke's philosophy, philosophy, tabula rasa was a theory that at birth, the human mind is a blank slate without rules for processing data and that that data is added and rules for processing are formed solely by one's sensory experiences. So, okay. right now, I'm basically a blank slate when it comes to the people that I am dating. dating. So it's like, I don't know you, you don't know me, we're getting to know each other, but wait, I don't know that I want you to know this much about me. And I don't know if I want to invite you into this or whatever. Okay. So to right now, it's like where I am right now, my station of life is more like, hmm, 
I could, but why? You know, but it's like, these aren't people I know, so... Um, so this is a new thing for you. Yes. Dating in general is quite new. Because normally I'll be like, I want you. And then you come, and then you're my boyfriend. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay. The pandemic has kind of hampered that a bit. So it's now it's like you got to kind of talk to people and get to know them and figure them out and figure out whether or not you like them or not. And then comes with that is like how much vulnerability does one share? But when you say vulnerability, what what are you talking about sharing? Anything. I guess to me it would be just, you know, an open book or not self-sabotaging or any of those things it's just more like presenting yourself and saying hey where it goes it goes but then it's like i don't want to be vulnerable so i'm like no i'll just give you this much of myself and that should be enough well you know now that we really talk about it maybe i'm not that vulnerable because if you were to ask people things about me they couldn't tell you a lot no I mean, they really can't. Were you talking about relationships or like friendships? Both sides. Because see, when I, I'm, when I speak of vulnerability, I'm speaking of you meet somebody and how quickly you get to the point of having sex in a relationship. <laughs> well, no, it's it's you being. And to me, that's 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 the test of my vulnerability. If oh, because then that gives you because that I mean because it opens you up to physical or emotional. Right now, with okay. friends, there's everybody gets a story, everybody gets a version. Not ev not anybody has the the version. Okay. I'm not even sure my son has diversion. My mother does, but she's gone, so she ain't telling. <laughs> my cousins, maybe, maybe not. Because I've moved around and lived in so many different places in and my life. they only know you up to a certain point. Right. When they, they, like, they know me in New Jersey till I left for California. And California knows me till I left to go back to New Jersey. And people in New Jersey that I met then knew me until I went to Atlanta. When I left Atlanta and came to Florida... And then there's a little stint in Chicago that, so each area knows Gale of Chicago, Gale of Atlanta, Gale of Florida. But do they know that Gale? I don't think so. But do you, okay, so in friendships, cause, you know, you've had friends from that portion, you know, has there been susceptibility to, you know, harm, like, okay, an emotional harm in a friendship? Because that requires you being vulnerable as well. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, But then I, I have a tendency that if I want you to like me, I'll ignore some things you do. Until I can't ignore them anymore, then you just cut off. Okay. So, if we were to move forward, because we'll come back around to all of this. And I think you know more about me than most because of the podcast. Well, they know you too. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I might have to rethink this. They know you too. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, there's that. <laughs> so, well, we're vulnerable here with you guys. Um, the next thing, would you call yourself a trusting person? Like when it comes to 
trust of others, beliefs, systems that, again, going back to it, is just a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Would you categorize yourself as a trusting person? I get to trust other people or institutions. However you want to. Yeah, I guess you could. Well, I would say, yeah, yeah, because I do believe in the the Bible. Mm-hmm. I trust what it says. I believe that what it says is real, mm-hmm. that it's alive, functioning and substantial. I do believe that. Um, and I guess I believe in certain systems of things until they've shown that it's not a functioning system. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say I, I will I will initially trust it mm-hmm. until it shows that it cannot be trusted. The only part that that concerns me about that with me is that. If I'm trusting and then it turns out not to be trustworthy, it's almost hard to pull out. Okay, because you're you've invested. Right. And then you want to try to make it be what you think it should have been. Mm-hmm. And that's with even with people. I think that's why women stay in relationships with bad people as long as they do, because I'm here. I'm here. So it must have been some reason why I came. Maybe it's just me for the moment. Yeah. So you have to be able to own what you see. Because just because you're vulnerable, don't forget that you can make a mistake. And so can other people. Yeah. I would say at this juncture, when it comes to people, I trust people to do what people do. That's it. So I, you know, the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs, I'm not going to expect that you perform these things, but I will trust that as you show up to me is how I need to take you. So instead of saying, I expect this person to do this, that, and the third, no, I expect you to show up as you are and for me to take mental notes and then just say, this is what a person does, which is an array of things. It could be hurt me. It could be lie. It could be, be brutally honest. It could be loving just the capacity of the wholeness of a human being. I'm trusting people to do people things beforehand though. Um, when it comes to friendships, I trust my friends when it comes to men, you know, even then you kind of carry that baggage of like, Oh, well this person did that. So then, you put it on someone else. Right. So then you already come into the relationship or any, I, even in, with friendships, if you have a, a bad family relationship or friendships or whatever, you kind of put that on someone else with that expectation instead of saying, you know what, let me just trust that you're presenting who you are 
And then maybe possibly even trust myself to know whether or not I'm going to back away from this or not. But I'm at the point of like trusting people for who they are. So we were talking about um, something that somebody stupid did. And I was like, I'm not surprised because they, they doing the stupidity limbo. It's kind of like, how low can you go? And they're just on the stupidity limbo. So that doesn't surprise me. I trust you to be stupid because I think you're stupid. Okay. You know, but at the same time, it's not because I expect you to be stupid that I'm looking for stupidity to happen. It's that you've shown me that you're an ignorant person. So... I trust that ignorance will come from you in the same way where there might be someone else where they've shown themselves to be quite loving. That is what I trust you to do, which is human things. But the sucky thing about trusting people and, you know, making yourself vulnerable to people is that the risk of being hurt, because normally the ones who hurt you, are the ones who are closest to you. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, if your mailman, you know, does something crazy, you don't care. You don't have to see them anymore. You're not invested in Mr. Mail person's life. So <laughs> let's hope not. They may know your name because they see it on an envelope, but you're not like, so invested in the male person's life that what they do would be like, oh, it would be such a slight to you. And even if it was, you just call the customer service number and do what you need to do and then go about your day. But it's, you know, the people who you let into your life when you're vulnerable and you basically put yourself out to be hurt or open that that's where that risk is. And I feel like for me, especially when it comes to men, it's just like, oh, I've seen enough. I don't want to do this. But then it's like, is that really a love life worth having based on other people? I don't think that it's fair to put other people on the person that you're with. But then again, it's just that fear of being hurt. Well, and that's, just like when people are with someone because they remind them of their father Mm -hmm. or the father image somebody once said and I read this somewhere and I don't know and I don't mean to steal whoever it was that we clothe it's like dressing for success we will dress people mentally in our heads like the parent the father Mm mm-hmm or we'll dress them to be who we want them to be. Now we have an act now. Some women actually will buy the clothes and put them on them if they can afford that. And others do it in their heads. Like this is who they are. And they're not that person at all. Yeah. But that's exactly who you see. And then sometimes people will listen to you And this is the thing that is tricky. When you have someone who really pays attention to what you say and how you say it, they can dress themselves in such a manner that kind of camouflage who they are. Mm -hmm. And until we're at a certain point where there's hopefully there's no return. 
So you're kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of the problem of vulnerability. Yeah. You, to be strong and be truly vulnerable, you also have to be, you have to be, you have a certain weakness, allow weakness to come. Yeah. Part of it is that like, I think when we don't want to feel vulnerable or give trust to other people, research shows that is basically a way for us to protect ourselves from embarrassment and shame. And those aren't good feelings. You know, everybody, nobody wants to feel the lows. Everybody wants to feel the highs. Mm. So if I can say, at least in a romantic relationship, okay, yeah, we can date or whatever, but I'm going to protect myself from embarrassment because I don't want to claim you and then you ain't, you know? And then you're just like, okay, well, then you just keep it here. But then nothing else happens because you don't want the shame of saying, well, I, hey, what happened to such and such that you were dating? And you're like, well, didn't work out. Yeah. Nobody wants to say that. Yeah. But at the same time, thinking about people in my life who have hurt me or let's just talk about relationship men who we've dissolved the relationship for X, Y, and Z reason. Yes. I was vulnerable. Yes, it hurt. Yes, you know, I've cursed them probably, you know, a few times about the things that I felt that were wrong. And they probably cursed me too about the things that they felt were wrong about me. But at the same time, luckily, none of us died. And nowadays, that is lucky. <laughs> yes, um, luckily, none of us died. And we both of us or whoever they are, you get to live to tell the tale. And at least on my end, you know, normally when I break up with people, I'm like, I recently, I'm like, I'm dating myself, you know? And I had that whole moment where I was just into me. It was more like, okay, yes, it didn't work out, but now I get to self-reflect, figure out what I do want, what I don't want and figure that out. And it would be a shame in my opinion to figure all this out, I didn't die, and then be like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm well, and you know, when you speak of didn't die, I am so surprised, this is a little bit of a segue, <laughs> that older relates, people, older people, like 50s, 60s, are having relationships, and people are getting killed. In like, those relationships? Yes, at that age. That it didn't work out. Did you hear it on the news? 60-year-old woman was shot by her 54-year-old boyfriend. Like, really? About what? Probably thinking they can't find somebody else after that. Oh, I'm thinking, wow. I, that, that to me is, every time I hear something like that, I'm thinking, what? 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 What could you possibly have done? That somebody would just bump off the 60-year-old woman. I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry. I segues, but when you start, I, that made me think that that's like a new phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Now, as we were talking about that during our book club meeting, how there's a, a place in Florida, northern Florida, where a lot of retirees go, and they had like a breakout of syphilis. This is a segue, too. They had a breakout of syphilis and chlamydia and STDs because they were on Viagra and they're older. 
forgot the basic thing. <laughs> they're older and they're like partying it up. <laughs> and they have like room hopping <laughs> in the retirement century village. <laughs> Which one might that be? I don't know. It's someplace <laughs> in northern Florida, but they had like one of like they were like top ranked at some point in time when it came to STDs, and it was like older people hopped up on Viagra cocktails, just running amok and losing their little mind. So I think there was a lot of vulnerability and trust there too, but in the wrong direction. Uh, <laughs> I want to get that name of that place. <laughs> you might want to get the name of that place. What you laughing at, Alina? Just, you know, you never know. I might have some friends up there. Check on them. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, back to... It's, it's, I think it is just kind of a place to just protect yourself. And the thing is, without risk, where are your rewards? You know, Even like... Berlin, people spend so much time protecting themselves... And they protect themselves, but they don't plan for the vulnerable moments or the vulnerable times or when, or, or set a plan of when you can be vulnerable. And they're always vulnerable at an inappropriate time. Well, it's appropriate so for them. Well, no, I don't think it is. I think it's just, you're like, you, you, you build, you build your, you bricklay your wall and then this really great person comes by you blow the wall up dive in and because you spent so many so much time protecting yourself you don't have the skill that it requires to be vulnerable well the risk is just to do it but then you do it and you don't have any any barriers any and then guides. you learn from it and then oh but then sometimes that's not a good lesson then you go back to, I'm not going to be vulnerable because look at this. Well, that's the trick. I think that's the trick right there. That even if you are vulnerable. So let's say I'm dating Mr. X right now, right? And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, my house says I'm going to move out of my house made out of bricks and go to my house made out of, what is it, straw? Straw. So I'm going to go to my house made out of straw where again, now I'm a little bit more vulnerable. And if you huff and you puff, I may, you may blow my house down. I don't think internally that we ever forget how to brick lay ourselves because I think that brick laying portion of what we do is almost like a reflex based on things that have happened to us in the past. But at the same time, see, I don't think so. I think you might think that because you are so, you program yourself to be protective. Yeah. There are women out there who it's relationship after relationship after relationship after the same woman that has been abused in that first relationship is abused six relationships later. It's, it's a pattern yeah. that is hard to break. And is it really vulnerability that they're experiencing? I mean, I think people think it is, but I, I don't well, know I don't that think that's that, considered that's, vulnerability. Well, no, I don't think that that's vulnerability. But I think if you're going to make the choice and say, or at least that I'm going to make the choice and say, hey, I want to be able to be more authentic when it comes to a partner. 
And if this happens, because that's a decision that I'm making because I don't want to do it. So the opposite of it is like, okay, you know what, B, let's, let's just try it and see what happens. The worst case scenario, you don't work out. Will you die? Because I know I won't die. I won't die. You know what I mean? Even though your heart is breaking inside your body and you can actually feel the little pieces as each one of them crack and crumble, it is so painful that your chest feels like it's falling out. I think it's still worth the risk. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, just, I think that's I just mean, how painful it, it is. is. It really is. But at the same time, the opposite side of that is a love that endures. You know what I mean? So you won't have, you can't have them both at the same time, obviously, but you can't have either or. So that's what I mean. Is it worth the risk to at least try? And then that, that's like and then know that I won't die. Like people want to control every aspect of the relationship because that's not being vulnerable. No. When you're controlling every little minute detail and the first time they step over the line, you're out. Yeah. Because, nope, but that you can't perform. You can't be that person I want. You don't. And some people... I was watching a movie the other day and the girl kind of fell for a guy and found out he wasn't a millionaire. She made, she made the assumption. He never said it, but he never denied it either. Mm -hmm. And when she was talking to her mom after she kind of dumped him, the mom was like, well, you know, your dad kind of ad-libbed his little career to me when we first met. And she said, daddy? <laughs> Yes, because he he didn't he wanted to he wanted to have the best impossible impression, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what we're looking for, and we don't give people their moment to be vulnerable to us. Yeah, I think it invites the same way. Like, of course, the wrong person is the wrong person, and chances are, if you are vulnerable with someone, and the reaction is like, why'd you do that? Maybe that should be your cue. Right. You know, discernment always should take precedence in regard, which is, is again, trusting people to be people. And that doesn't mean trusting them to have the reaction you want them to have. It means trusting that they will have some sort of reaction or non-action. And if that isn't what you're looking for while you're being vulnerable or you're being open and you're trying to make something happen, then maybe that isn't the person for you and you need to stop because the more you keep exposing yourself, the more hurt you're going to be. So I think there is a testing of the waters that you can do. I'm not sure, but I, I think part of it is like, what is it? Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. You, you want people to kind of not only see your good and be like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Cause trust me, I know I'm annoying. I oh, know. I thought you were going to say, I know I'm amazing. That too. <laughs> that too. But as amazing as I am, <laughs> you are annoying. I am annoying. And, and, I, and we all are. Yes. So my whole thing is like, I want to be able to present authentically. That is my thing. 
So being, and I think part of it too is that we live in a world that is so made up now where everybody is trying to keep up with Susie Q and, you know, John P and all these people that we're over here like making ourselves up. So we're not showing our, even when you're on social media, you're not putting your worst day of life there. Some people are. Some people are. And that that is vulnerable. That is vulnerability. And that is a, a, a level of or trust. Or cry for help. <laughs> but it's still vulnerability. Because sometimes being vulnerable requires you looking for help, which not a lot of people can do. So that's a brave thing to do. Like, we kind of look at it like, oh, my God, here you are again. <laughs> but they're pretty brave to say, I, I feel this way. It's not a good feeling. And I'm going to share it with you. The world. Whoever. Yes, the world, whoever. But that is easier to share with the world that you can't see. Than somebody sitting across from you. Which, again, I think it translates there, too. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, when you go on these days and you talk to these people and even when you're making friends, it's like, oh, you present your best version of yourself. And it's like you're not presenting the bad. But eventually the bad, because people will always show up as who they are eventually. It's so hard to keep up a facade forever. Well, now, how soon are you vulnerable? Like, right away, let them see the ugly part of you? Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, at this point, because this is my year to be radically vulnerable, so this is why I'm considering it. But I don't want people to accept pieces of me. I'm not a peace person. I'm not a Reese's Pieces. I am the whole cup. So, <laughs> get a piece here, a piece there. I'm a Reese's Pieces. You see the orange, you don't need to see the blue. It's none of your business. Move it along. Blue's but, about to come out. You were the orange portion of my day. Yeah, but yeah, so I, to me, it's just like. And so, are you saying that's why I don't have anybody because I'm only showing them pieces? I didn't say anything about you. I was just talking in general. But I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. You got to ask yourself that, Gail. Is that why you don't have anybody? I don't know. And I guess it's such a pattern that I, 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 or maybe I picked the wrong people to be that vulnerable with. Maybe. I mean, I think, again, like, just thinking about my last relationship that I got out of, I mean, we've known each other forever, so it's so easy for this person to be like, you're a brat, you're this, you're funny, you're sweet, you're smart, you're messy, whatever. They, they, You get to see the full gamut of it, but that's years, versus it's like, okay, you just met me, well, you know what, sometimes I'm moody, sometimes I'm not, and it's not to say, take me as I am, like, the bad, like, I'm not going to treat you bad, but at the same time, I think... You know, I don't want to curate what you see me as because I don't want you to love this version of me and then say, wait, you do that too? I don't know that I can love that. Well, you know, I think people too, 
are looking for people to fill certain voids in their life. Mm-hmm. And if you fill that particular void, then it starts to bleed over to other parts of their life. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want all of that. This is the portion that I want. Yeah. I don't want this other portion. Then we're, that's like two people who are not vulnerable trying to function. Yeah. It's crippling. Mm-hmm. So there, there's not, a, there's no room for success. There's no room for growth because as soon as you bump into something that I don't want that, then you're going back the other way. It's shallow. It ends up being like, you calling me shallow? No, (laughs) I'm agreeing with you. But are you calling me shallow? (laughs) Are you calling yourself shallow girl? Cause I didn't say anything about you. (laughs) I don't know. I maybe. I mean, but no, it is. It's it's, it's just. I, I need to write this down. I have a, talk about this with my therapist. Like, whoa! How come she's never brought this up to me? I didn't say you were shallow. Shallow. No, I oh. said it's shallow based on what you said. Well, maybe I am, and she has not brought this out. We need to. We need to delve into this. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> so I was thinking about like. Just the opposite spectrums of like vulnerability and more. I mean, the trust portion isn't that bad for me. I think it's the risk. And so, you know, I think part of it is just the scariness and the fear of it. Like, if I do this, I am not, I'm gonna be hurt. So, I'm fearful of that negative emotion. So, I'm going to do. Everything I can to get away from that negative emotion. Well, if you get hurt, just let me know because I can spread so much light on that. Okay. I've been hurt so often that I can write a book. Yes. Anything you need. I think everybody's been hurt. I'm right here. There you go, gal. But the opposite of that is... The broken heart shattering inside your chest. I know. When you were saying that, I was like, you (laughs) are... painful? Oh, my God. So I will never forget that. I didn't think I could breathe again. But, like, just shoot me now. But did but, you die? No, but it felt like it. It does. Heartbreak does oh, feel it like. Did. Yeah. Oh, heartbreak. And you do anything to avoid that. Are you still doing things to avoid it? Possibly, but it's <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. I, I just, well, I think I'm smarter now. I don't put myself in the position as much by not being vulnerable and trusting well yeah i I was too trusting it was like you know but what do they have to do with it's like you're cute okay i trust you (laughs) you have a great job okay i trust you so you know you say that i'm beautiful well that's discernment that's discernment like you again i I still feel like discernment should always play a, a, a well, role. And I don't know that when I was younger, I had it. I don't I, think I, I had it either. looking for something that I just was never going to find, but continued to look for it. That's where I was. No. Even to friends, I kept friends longer than I should have. And then some friends, like I have a friend, Nikki, that we've been friends since school. And I mean... She, I trust her and we've been very vulnerable with each other all as much when we see each other. It's like we never miss a beat. Uh And um, some people you can't be vulnerable with 
because they don't want it. Yeah. Like you're being vulnerable and they're just uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about a guy friend or a, a partner in that in that respect, just friend friends. They don't want it. They don't want, they don't want that. I, I don't, mm -mm, I don't want to see that from you. You've got to be this person to me. That's a curation though. Cause then I'm not give you're not, I can't give you me. I got to give you the bits and the pieces and that. And I think the opposite side of that is that you like the freedom to be authentic. And I think, but then sometimes, like I know with some people looking back now that we're having this conversation, I may have set them up that way. Mm. That I always heard their side, their vulnerability, but never gave a mind because they were too busy being vulnerable. You know, mm -hmm. they were, I mean, if somebody's falling apart frequently around you, we don't have time to hear about my falling parts. Yeah. You know, my weaknesses, my struggles. So I'm always represented as the strong being until that day I decide I can't be. Mm -hmm. Because whatever's going on, I just can't. Yeah. And then that person can't accept that from you because they're, that's, that's uncomfortable ground. And I think part of being vulnerable is uncomfortable on both sides. Like, again... I, you never know when you put it out there that that person is going to take it. But there's that there risk. There's the risk taking that you have to do because you might roll a dice and it's nothing. You know, you start back at zero or you roll a die and you basically hit the jackpot. So it's all again, still a little bit about risking and I don't know that I would want to live a life without risk because the risks that I've taken in the past, work-wise, family-wise, even in relationships, when we were in relationships, some of them were amazing, mm -hmm. you know, and some of them did not work out. But when they were amazing, I don't know that me running away from things that could be amazing is worth me saying, you know, I'm not even going to try. Well, that's like, it's funny because I will risk anything for me. And in in, in that, I mean, like when I moved to Florida, I didn't know chick nor child. That's how I met you. You're one mm -hmm. of the first people I met. I didn't know nobody. I mean, I knew, I knew Byron that I was coming down to marry. <laughs> oh, another story. But that was it. I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know the job I was coming to, the people that I was. I mean, I knew nothing about this. And that's area. a vulnerability. And the same thing when I moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I have friends of mine who are like, I would never do anything like that. You are crazy. But in that, I'll jump and do in a, in a minute. You know, I, I was afraid. I was in California, afraid of heights. And somebody said, you should parachute jump. Okay. <laughs> I didn't die. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, but did you die? <laughs> I didn't die. But I will put myself in vulnerable situations if it's me. I don't know if I take other people along, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's... I don't know. I, I've seen... 
in the relationships that I've had, they the men were vulnerable with me. And I will say that I felt like they were friends. And part of that has to do with the fact that we were probably friends beforehand. Mm-hmm. Or I knew you beforehand. So I might have cheated. <laughs> so you took a, there was a level of trust that grew over years. Yes. So even then, you know, it's very easy to be vulnerable. But I mean, when the hurt comes, it still comes. Well, now here's the thing that maybe can be learned from all of this is that we, I I can't say we, I'll say me. When it comes to some relationships, I will meet you and I'm immediately vulnerable to you because you seem to be a kind, generous, warm person. Like I I may feel a sense of trust about you to share almost anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but life has taught me, don't just run out and share the, don't run out naked immediately. Well, if you like to be naked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fine if you can take the look of, oh my God, she's naked. (laughs) If you like to be naked. But I mean, you have to be able to withstand, it's sort of like, uh, getting a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. Can I do this and accept either answer? Mm-hmm. If I cannot, then perhaps you should not be doing it. Or maybe you still should. If I can't, that's my rule of thumb though. If I cannot, I'm not going to do it. Because I think- I, my response is not going to be tempered. <sighs> it's not going to be pleasant. Because immediately I'm going to protect me. Because who do you protect first? Yourself. But at the same time, for me, I just want to be free, authentic, and just present whole. And you don't like it, move along. Like, I can't take that personally if I'm too much. Because that means you get out the way and the person that I am not enough, you know, just they can't get enough. They will present themselves. What if you look around and there's nobody behind them? I think there's see, that's the risk that you take. And I'm a firm believer that they they will still show up. And even if that's the case, you're like, I don't know. I just am at this point where I'm like. Because you're still in your 30s. Yeah, maybe. And you're in my 30s. Yeah, I thought they'd keep showing up. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) No, they don't. Well, I don't need you to keep showing up. I need you to be right. I need, like, I don't need you to keep showing up. When you run out of people showing up, there's no one to pick right. Well, if the, I don't know that I'll get there. I might just have oh, probably... Oh, we all get there. Unless you pick Mr. Right before then. That's what I'm saying. I hope that you do. I hope I do, too. I hope you're listening, Mr. Right. Act right. But, um... Because <laughs> I'm a firm believer in after... It is easier for a woman in her 50s and 60s. You know what? That's not even true. There used to be a phrase in your 40s. It was easier to be kidnapped by a terrorist than it was to find Mr. Right. Now in your 50s, 60s, 70s, they don't even want your ass. 
Okay, girl. <laughs> I think this is your topic for next week. <laughs> but back to this. <laughs> That's another. It's like, oh, no, they're too old. Who will care? But no, I, I don't Take know. Take that young one. Take her. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... Think about it. How many old people do you know are kidnapped by anybody? I don't watch the news, Gail. No one. <laughs> just a 50-year-old guy that they're, they're dating, which they consider the young man. When you're 60 and 54 is the young man, how sad is that? You can date younger. <laughs> That's what I mean. If you're going to call somebody young, shouldn't they be at least 30, 40? I mean... That's neither. Focus. We're in the same boat. I'm sorry. Focus. (laughs) Focus. You can talk about this next week. Ageism. Dating. But this is not what we're doing right now. (laughs) Back to that. I don't know. I just think we're social beings. We want to connect with other people on various levels. But at the same time, connection. (laughs) What? This is why when I go to the supermarket and places, I'm connecting. I, I You don't talk to anybody when you go out. I do talk to people when I go out. Like I told the lady today, she at Burlington, I walked up and she was behind me. And I said, could you please back away? I spoke to her. I spoke to her. I spoke to her. I did. And the lady in front left. We had a connection. <laughs> did she back up? Yes. So I did. I had a connection with her. And I was like, could you please get out of our government sanctioned bubble? <laughs> Actually, not in Florida. Well, she The only said, thing in Florida is the mask. Well, and that's only in places that stay. It's not a statewide mandate. Well, in there, you're supposed to social distance. Everybody had a little sticker. we're not on your sticker (laughs) I was like could you please yeah so I think but then I'm vulnerable is that so weird that's a total stranger I'll be vulnerable and chit chat and talk to them and I'm fine I mean I don't mind that it's just I was just thinking now that I'm not dating myself exclusively I'm still going to date myself so whoever is with me know that we're in a menage a trois with me um so strange. So strange. I'm gonna Okay, if we were in a completely adult channel, I'd have a question here, but I won't. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's always you your your biggest competition is me. You gotta keep up with me. Um I don't think that's his biggest competition, but we'll let that go. Well, but yeah, I was just thinking part of it, like Again, you know, when you come from a place of the past, which is hurt, it kind of taints, or it can be hurt, it kind of taints where you are going to be vulnerable, which is in the present and the future. So, like, I could be this way with you right here because of, I, I know that men have hurt me in the past, or I expect men to do X, Y, and Z. So, it's like, because of that, I'm not going to be vulnerable. But then it steals you and it takes away where you are now and what could possibly be. And I don't want to do that either. And then, you know, part of it is like, I think I might be idealistic, but I do believe myself to be worthy. 
So because I believe myself oh, to be worthy are. of love um, and a great love and a just love and a fair love and a beautiful love, that does require that I show up whole so that I can. Because if I my whole thing is I'm not saying, hey, I want you to accept me with all my faults and but you have to be perfect. You have to change. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Like, but I want to be able to present myself authentically. You present yourself authentically. And then we can just say, okay, this is who you are. And I trust that this person is good for me. And you trust that I am good for you. And then we can take it from there. And even if that ends in a heartbreak or a breakup, I still think that it's worth it if we are both presenting in a way that is authentic because, you know, it was good in the moment, which is always what matters to me. Was it worth it? I have to say my brother, um, Bertram and Althea, they were a couple that I truly did admire their relationship. And uh, we've even like when, because uh, Althea's passed now, but we've traveled like three or four years. We traveled almost regularly. And my sister-in-law was just uh, two people set in their own ways. And you would think if they're set in their own ways, how can their relationship survive? Even though she had things that she did a certain way and he had things that he did a certain way. There was this other bubble where they did things together uh-huh. in a certain way. And they were very respective of each other's certain ways of how they'd like to do things. Or, or even like my brother would do something and my brother's huge. And Althea would be like pounding him in the chest, like, what are you doing? You know, and, and he just sit there and laugh at her. And it was just such a beautiful thing to watch them together. Mm-hmm. And when she became sick, his relationship didn't change because he was doting on her before. Yeah. So it wasn't like suddenly now she's sick and, and he's a changed person and he's like running behind her. No, he doted on her before that Mm -hmm. and still was who he was because she didn't ask him to be somebody he wasn't. She accepted him. And he didn't ask her to be somebody she wasn't. Mm -hmm. They were totally accepting of each other. And even in things they weren't totally accepting of, it was okay. Yeah. I can, I, I can, I can do. De- and when I can deal with it, I'm just going to walk away for a minute. And then I'll come back and you'll be over whatever it is. And that was like the coolest thing and the best relationship that that's the kind of relationship I would want. That somebody can accept your foibles and not dismiss you of them, but love you in spite of them. Mm -hmm. To where if something tragically happens to you, they don't become this new person. Yeah. They're still the standard. Mm -hmm. And the standard is gold. Yes. And that's what I want. I mean, that, that is what 
I think most people were, but I, for me, I know I won't get there if I'm like little bricklayer. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm only when, when I'm building my little bricks, I'm building them around me and I don't want a brick silo, you know, where no one can get through. So to me, it's just, to me, it's worth the risk to be vulnerable. I mean, with discernment as well, like, you know, you can do a little risk and then realize, you know what? I don't want to do this back away. You have every right to back away. You know, and you have every right to lick your wounds. But the thing is, is that I think a lot of us numb vulnerability is like, oh, we don't want to be vulnerable. So I'm going to go buy this dress and I'm going to go drink this liquor and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do that. And you're going to do all these little things to patch up what you are afraid of and you'll never be able the same way you're never going to be able to outrun yourself you're never going to be able to outrun your emotions so the fact of the matter is is that you can't have the highs without the The lows so if you're avoiding the lows and you're thinking oh i'm just gonna have highs that's not the way life works so You got to kind of almost expect life to do what it does. Trust life to say, hey, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be happy. You're going to be sad. You're going to be empathetic. You're going to be whatever it is you're going to be. But it's kind of like feeling it and saying, shit, YOLO, like (laughs) I am going to die one day for sure. Yep. I am going to die one day for sure. None of us are making it out this shit alive. So with that being said, I want to be able to say, I was, I tried. I tried, I did, and I loved. And I don't want to not love. True love. Even if it doesn't work out. Hey. It was true love at the moment. Yeah. It worked. It was love. It doesn't negate the fact that it was love then. But I want to be able to love and I don't want to be able to make it where it's like I'm controlling the situation and I'm curating what it is. I just Well, I hope you find someone that's that was like that you can have a relationship like Althea and Birdie. Because they they had the coolest relationship of anyone that I've met or seen or married people that I've been around. Mm-hmm. And she had twins when he met her. But you would not know that they were not his children. Oh. That was just the way it was. And that was, you know, now that we're talking about that, it does, it does, I remember like, you know, hanging out with them and their response. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably bickered. Who doesn't? Mm -hmm. No relationship is perfect, but, and I don't think they had a relationship show. Yeah. You know, that when we're around people or your family, this is the way you're going to be. And I mean, she had her doctorate, she had her PhD. She was a smart cookie and she didn't take crap from no damn body. I don't care who you were. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to have it. I mean, she used big words with me when I first met her. I was like, oh shit, I got to look that up when I get home. Mm-hmm. She may have insulted me. <laughs> I 
Tabula rasa, you are. Let me look that up. And then I was like, oh, I like that. She called me that. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's just the, the way they were. So I hope you do find that. I hope you do too. Okay, well, you know. Now I have hope. Good for you. Keep <laughs> alive. <laughs> Let's see if I can stop the bricklaying thing. I, I must have that down. I have like machinery. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I'm doing it like brick by brick with the cement, and you're like, I got cranes, trucks, cement you're building maker. a skyscraper. <laughs> I got a little team of people like, oh no, we need a brick on that side. Go ahead, right there. I have a city. So funny. It's like a city maze. If you can make it through the maze, you are the winner. The mess. But yeah, I was just, this was my homework, and I was just like, oh, let's consider it. And I just kind of wanted to discuss. I was supposed to, like, talk about, like, the hurt, but I was like, ah, you know who hurt me, and I'm pretty sure I'll probably hurt you, too. So if I did, you can accept my apology, because I'm sorry if I ever did hurt you. Like you got to tell them face-to-face. No, well, I've apologized to most people, oh, but okay. there are some people I just can't talk to, so there's just... I'm with you on that one. There's that, <laughs> but if you're listening by chance, my bad. Or the worst thing is, like, my ex one day, my ex-husband, the other second one, um, I I saw him on Facebook and he befriended me. And my first thing I said to him, I really want to apologize. I probably could have done it better. So, you know, I, I am apologizing. Oh, no need to. I forgave you a long time ago. And I was like, hold up. See, this is why we could not work out. <laughs> could you not acknowledge I've done it? Then say it's okay. You're just like throwing it out the window. Like, why did I bother? And he's like, see, this is why. I okay, but we're still on Facebook, friends. But yeah, brought it all back. All right. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I just for those who have issues, because I know I'm I'm beginning. I'm not you, Ryston. You don't have any. It's okay. Go back to sleep. I'm beginning to work on the phone, but I, I want. I want. I do. I want a deep um, relationship with someone that works. And friendship wise, I got it. You know, friendship wise, and I'm lucky lucky enough to have made friends in my 30s, you know, and be able to have conversation with women. I, I find it just a whole lot easier. Even with the book club, when we met up, um, we met up outside, okay? Um, <laughs> just in case you guys are wondering. But we met outside, and we're just discussing... You know, the book, The Soul of an Octopus, which I think everyone should read, which was funny. So we were discussing it, and one of the ladies didn't read the book, and she was like, wait, this isn't a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> we're actually talking about yeah, octopuses and marine life? And we are like, yeah. And she was like, okay. <laughs> she thought we were nuts. But... Even within that, we were talking about other things. And it's just amazing to me how women can be vulnerable with each other about their fears, their joys, their pain, whatever. And I'm not saying that men can't have that. But I think at the same time... Maybe they do. 
maybe they do i mean some of my guy friends they're pretty honest about stuff like that but again i'm just thinking about romantically how now everybody is trying to put on a best face forward and you want to go through the marshmallow phase of your relationship um which is fluff oh okay yeah so it's just kind of like you know i just I'm, i'm i'm looking for something a little bit deeper and more of a connection because that way we can really figure out whether or not we're going to move or not move. Okay. So. Good luck on your vulnerability. I know. Well, this is my year to be radically vulnerable. So I'm here for it either way. Skydiving, invite me. Uh, Well, yeah, we'll see about (laughs) that. But yeah, most of the things that I'm afraid of this year, I want to go ahead and attempt to reconcile that and one of the things that i'm pretty sure i'm afraid of is being hurt by an xy so we'll see what Mm, happens if i make a podcast and it's like today we're gonna curse out x y and z there's no (laughs) men we hate them men and why we hate them (laughs) period <laughs> probably my episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I love men. I do. I just, you know, it's just not a lot of to pick from as you get older. Mm-hmm. So take that as a large blinking red light warning. I'll try my boats now. Don't wait past forty. Grab them between <laughs> the before then and hang on for the ride of your life. Because after that, you're riding a lot alone. Okay. All right. So now we're here at our self-care portion of our day. Is it me? Are you never prepared, Gail? Man. It's me again. No, I'm really, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Because I've been doing it all week. I have been off from work. I didn't fake a headache or anything. I took I don't, I don't even need to fake a headache. I just ain't going. I'm <laughs> off. And one of the things I've done is really work on my bedroom. Oh, nice. To make it a sanctuary. Not just some place where I can say I'm going to exercise and don't. But just, I want it laid out so it's comfortable, but not, for for me, I can't do clutter. At this point in my life, I just can't. I need space. I need some blank space here or there. Mm -hmm. And then I also, I need to see things. Like I can't, I've been like, I can't put it in a drawer because I'll forget what drawer it's in unless I'm going to label all the outside of the drawers and I can't, I'm not there yet. Okay. I probably will get there, but I'm not there yet. But I just needed it to be comfortable for me. And I, I've been moving things around for a couple months, moving this to the bed there, the chair here, the desk there. And finally, I think I found the zone. Because when I walk in, I get like, mm-hmm. and I think you need to do that if you, if you, can't do that in the rest of your house your bedroom has to be that way mm-hmm. and now if you share a bedroom with a significant other that might have to be worked out if you can't do the bedroom then you need to have like a closet or something 
that you can walk in and have that instantaneous like a little dopamine hit. Yes, you really do. And I think that is so very important. And I don't know if I recognized the importance of it when I was young. Because you, you, you're, well, for me, I wasn't a homebody. I was always, I was in the street 24-7. So whatever home looked like, I was only passing through. <laughs> so, but now that with the pandemic and things and being home more and getting older as well, I want things comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I can go and sit and relax and just so, and that's what I did. And I'm just about there. One or two more things. So my tip for you today, listeners, find that space, make that space so that you have some place that you can just walk in. And the minute you walk in, there's like euphoria, comfort, safety. You know, all of those things come over you. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's not about sitting down and reading or just soaking your feet or having somebody give you a massage. Sometimes you just need to be able to walk into a room. Now, some people have their whole homes like that. Now, I don't believe that's true, but maybe. Uh, if you can't find that one room in your house, I think starting in one area, to your point, and then building out. Even if you do get to the point where your whole house is like that, even if you start one place and build out, I think that's a great thing to do too, because you're not overwhelmed. Just be thinking strategically. Like, that too, yes. You know, so even or if. broke. Yeah. Because it, it does take money to do that. And that's like a, a a friend of mine back in Atlanta. It's really her house was not cluttered, but she did collect a lot of art and sculptures and everything. Like her house was like, don't touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, can you? I asked her one day, do you really feel comfortable when you come in here? And she, someplace she never showed anybody was her bedroom and. We walked through her bedroom to her bathroom. Her bathroom was so not like the rest of the house. Mm. Big, comfortable chair was in there. She had these bottles of all these little lotions and things. And it's little fluffy, over-the-top shower curtain and everything. I was like, this does not look like that. She said, I know this is my spot. Yeah. She says, I run my tub. She had a big old stereo equipment in her bathroom. Yeah. And the bathroom has great acoustics. So. And that was her, that was her joyful place. So get your joyful place on. I agree. You know, if it's a closet, start there. You know. I agree. I completely, completely agree. So I have my joyful spot. There you go. I can't wait to get there. All right. So since Gail is ready to go to to her joyful lair, uh, we will end the podcast. And, you know, I guess consider vulnerability and trust and risk if that's where you are in your station of life. Um, I think it's worth it. 
in my opinion, to, you know, share a lot of bit with yourself, with everyone, because you can never be too much for the right person. That's true. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're so funny. You're like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes with you. We'll check in. Okay, we'll check in. We'll check, check in. in. We'll check in. in I'm, a... I'm hoping for the best now. I want a good report. I hope so, too. I'm hoping for the best. I hope so, too. Um, and, you know, create a sanctuary. Yes, please do. That is so important. <laughs> you can do that without another person. <laughs> Pretty much. I've done it, and I love it. I love it. So, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, share with someone else. Um, leave and a comment. don't forget, I'm giving away a free book if you email or send Instagram. Yes, there you go. And Babies. as always, be safe. Be well. Be easy, my kneesies. And be blessed. Bye. Bye.